Welcome to Next Level Christianity, a podcast designed to teach Christians biblical truth, help apply it to their daily lives, and gain true clarity of what it means to follow Jesus. Our churches and Christian communities are being influenced by cultural and worldly views, and few pastors are teaching on how to live a biblical life. My name is John Alkire, along with my beautiful wife, Carrie Ann. Please join us as we have important conversations where biblical truth and life application collide. We hope these episodes help equip and motivate you to take your Christian faith to the next level. So grab your Bible and join us in the conversation. Welcome to the Next Level Podcast. I'm your host, John Alcar. Thank you for your support. All you listening from various podcast apps, and for those of you who have subscribed, we appreciate it. We continue to gain momentum and have received incredible feedback from some of our friends and close-knit uh, 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 friends and tribes of our first five episodes and how those have gone. And last week, we discussed the six resolutions to revamp your relationship with God. Statistics suggest traditional resolutions fail by February. So if you start at Jan 1, they're usually over before February is over. So we challenge you to go to God first in your life. Put God number one in your life. Take these six resolutions that don't just have just temporary results, but they have eternal gain. And so you haven't listened to it. I highly urge you to check it out and let me know what you thought. Tonight, I have a special announcement. I am joining forces with my incredible wife, Carrie Ann, to deliver more value, more content, to reach more people, and to help take men and women to the next level in their faith in life. So, let us welcome Carrie Ann to the podcast. Hey, thanks. So excited. We're excited. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) She is on board. I just, uh, we had a lot of great feedback from people and uh, that have listened to um, us do the un, uh, unequally yoked uh, podcast, and we have a lot of stuff that we want to share from our hearts, from the Bible, and so we're going to do this thing together. You might hear uh, some episodes where it's just Carrie Ann talking uh, about a subject that she's bringing fire to, or me, or both, but we're in this together, so you're going to see a facelift on the uh, cover and how we go about this moving forward. Super excited, but tonight... We're going to kind of treat this like a fire chat the best we can. A subject of Christians who are gravitating to self-help icons, their content, their messaging, books, teachings on living a better life. We hear a lot about self-love that we'll go into a little bit. And now we know there are people out there from the total secular world and worldly perspective who do not believe or use God as a pivotal piece of their foundations. We have others out there who will use God and biblical references, but are still dabbling in the world's perspective. These are what the Bible calls false teachers, or could even be the Antichrist, but we won't get into that tonight. We're going to unpack some of this for you in this episode, but the fact is Christians have abandoned the Bible. They're abandoning the teachings, the stories, and the promises that are in it. It is God's word and has everything in it for our development. It addresses money, parenting, relationships, marriage, leadership, debt, conflict resolution, right and wrong. 
dealing with trial and suffering, prayer, self-discipline, perseverance, and on and on and on. And we are not even trying to use it for what it was written for us. We are abandoning the church and becoming attracted to all kinds of public figures. I always like to start off talking a little bit about the Bible, as the Bible, as I told you, warns of these types of people and false teachers and prophets. Uh, We are calling this more like the Christian self-helpers out there. Um, They may talk about God. They may hijack some popular, popular biblical verses, but their focus is on your strength, your ability, your power, your mind, your body, your energy, your prosperity, and your gain. The definition of self-help is the use of one's own efforts and resources to achieve things without relying on others. Notice the words they use, own efforts to achieve things without relying on others. Or, in other words, designing to assist people in achieving things for themselves. Let's quickly look at the definition of a false teacher. Pretty simple. Someone who is giving instruction that isn't consist or is, that is inconsistent with what the Bible teaches. Now let's add up these together. Do we know people out there who might fall under these definitions? The answer is yes. Yeah, there <laughs> yes, is. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes. There's, there is. And, and we're not going to get into specific names here on this podcast. So we're not going to call anything out. But we're no. challenging you. As the audience, that you probably, when you hear those definitions, are probably um, coming up with some names. But here's the problem, Christians. If we have left the truth, we have left the Bible altogether. So then how do we know if they are false, if they're teaching us the right stuff? How can we test the content? Most of this stuff sounds attractive, sounds so good to us, but is it really good for us? And so quickly, how does the Bible help us identify a false teacher? Someone who is now using the God piece as a, as a reference. That is, that is using those popular biblical scriptures you see on Pinterest and different things like that, right? The popular ones that you all know. Well, here's a couple ones we're going to give you. What to look for and how to identify it. What do they say Number one, about Jesus. Jesus asked Peter, who do you say I am in the Bible? He says, who do you say I am, Peter? And Peter says, well, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, Peter, for this answer, you are called blessed. Because yes, I am the son of man. I am the Christ. Do they acknowledge Jesus, that he is God, that he has come, died, rose again, and only through him do we have access to God and eternal life? That's what we're looking for. And in 1 John, 2 Thessalonians, it goes way deeper into these claims as well. And I urge you to read it. And that's why the Bible is so critical in this process. The number two way to, to, to see it. Do they preach the gospel? As Christians, the Bible is the ultimate authority. It is the ultimate authority. There is no other. You don't believe you can use whatever book you want. You, 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 you can't use any other book. For those who said yes to Jesus, call themselves Christians, as we've mentioned before in these podcasts, the Bible is it. That's right. Nothing can be added or taken from it. 
Both Moses said it in Deuteronomy chapter 4. Apostle John said it at the end of the book of Revelations. Nothing can be added or taken from this scripture. My favorite scripture is, is from Timothy, 2 Timothy, where Paul says the scripture is God-breathed and use, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training righteousness to equip the servant for every good work. In the first chapter of Galatians, Paul is calling us out, and as we need to today, he says, I am astonished. I love his words. He says, I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting the who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is no gospel at all. At all. He says, even if an angel comes and preaches a gospel different from this, let them be condemned from Paul himself. So do they preach the gospel? Number three, do they have the character, characteristics or character qualities that glorify God? Do they live holy lives? Sometimes we don't always know that, but how they talk, the words they use. You know, some of these, these teachers, they use profanity. They use, they use cuss words in, in some cases where you're just like, what, what did they just say? That they're Christians, they're giving us self-help content, and they're, and they're saying F-bombs. It, it just doesn't make sense. So are they living holy lives? Do they live the lives they sell? Do they glorify God in their works teachings or do they glorify themselves? You'll know that. Watch them. Social media will help you as well. Jesus teaches us in the book of Matthew that false teachers will not produce real fruit. He says they will come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. And he says, do people pick grapes from thorn bushes? Every good tree bears good fruit, but bad trees bear bad fruit. What are their motives? Money, pride, personal gain, attention, fame, what is it? Or is it to glorify God? And that's how we're going to know we are seeing a false teacher. Over and over the Bible warns of these people. Since we have deserted the Bible, we don't necessarily totally recognize these signs. They sound religious, they sound good, they sound righteous, they give great advice, they motivate us, they inspire us, but not from God's perspective, but their own. That's the world we live in right now. That seems to be the theme out there. We're not seeing biblical content being shared. We're not, we're not jumping on social media and being push towards the Bible in, in, its, in its teachings. We're not being pushed to Christ or to God as our, as our first point of reference. Um, Carrie, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it's, 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 just, it's becoming this um, scary place, and, and the Bible tells us about it, but we're seeing it more and more. Yeah, it is definitely something that we really want to tune into and make sure we know what we're filling our minds and we're allowing our hearts to be focused on. And that's just really why we wanted to bring so much attention to that. We thought we would give you just a little bit of some examples that we've seen out there on some of these mega self-helpers. Um, and what you're going to hear, it's kind of probably going to ring some bells for you. You're going to be like, yep, I've heard that. Or, or yes, you know, that's been said in my circle of friends or in work. And so I'm just going to go off on some of these things. 
and maybe you've heard them before, and this is not what we're advocating. So this is the opposite of kind of what we know the Bible is telling us. So some of these are going to be, um, again, not what we're advocating. Okay, um, like John said, I love Jesus and I cuss a little. Not good. Um, everyone has options on how you do life. This is how I think you should do it. Um, let's see. Are you ready to murder Monday? Attack Monday? Oh, with... I love that one. Oh, yeah. It's Monday. <laughs> murder, murder Monday. Murder Monday. Yes. Let's crush it. You know, yes, it's like. crush yeah. it. Yes. Um, be my best self. Live my best life. Um, and that some people say the only way you can do that is to make sure that you wake up two hours before everybody else inside your household. Again, that's not what the Bible is telling us. It's not giving us these very specific bullet points that we have to follow. Uh, let's see. Let's get some other good ones. Um, so you're saying that there are people <laughs> who are claiming that they're followers of Jesus that are out there telling us... Christians, non-Christians, right? Because they're probably doing, they're probably talking to both. They probably want Correct, both as fans. Course. But we have Christians that are that, that they're saying the words of, "It's about me." It's it's what what did you say there? You said, uh, "Let's let's crush the day." It's all about yeah, me. Be my best. Be self. my best self. Live my best life. Like this this mm-hmm. self claim out there is that that's yeah really there's like you you just start to google it you guys there's like five bullet points for everything like every self mega self-help teacher is going to have five bullet points on how to start your best morning you know and you're going to see all these different ways on how these are the steps to get your day rolling and for us as christians we really want to make sure that we are listening to what are the steps that the bible says um, what is the life that we don't own anymore? What is mm. it that we're supposed to be doing? Is it necessarily these five steps to have the best Monday morning? And that's just why we wanted to bring this to your attention because this is this is not uh, this is not a biblical perspective, and and yet it is extremely popular right now. It is extremely popular, um, even from just simply how you're going to tie on your shoes, to how much water you're going to drink, to how much food is going to be on your plate, to what size plate you're going to use. So really, we just really want to bring it to your attention that we as Christians really need to, the Bible says it very clearly, we need to guard our heart and we also need to guard our mind. And that's why we're just bringing this topic to your attention. Um, you want to hear anything else that we don't want to? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. I just want to, like I said, we're we're in this, we're 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 in this together. I mean, it's it's real. Yeah, some of the things that some of the things that you'll hear are like um, the teachers will say, you know, these are such easy steps, and that these are just so simple, and these these tricks that I'm going to give you don't cost any money, and and the Bible absolutely makes it crystal clear that there is nothing easy about being one who's walking with Christ, following Christ. So when you start to hear these trigger words, we just want you to go, oh, yeah, that's not true. My Bible is telling me something different. Mm -hmm. And that's why John brought all those scriptures out so that you can actually go do your homework yourself and you can find the proof and that you can be ready for when you hear them because they just kind of slide into everyday conversation. And you'll see it. You'll see it in different um, movies that you're watching. Um, 
um, different um, different videos that you'd watch on Facebook or um, YouTube, you're going to see that these are the tricks that they're using. But yet, we need to always go back to, does my Bible match and mirror what this speaker is saying? Got it. Love it. Let's see. Anything else? Um, so another one that you guys probably hear a lot of is having a gratitude journal, um, speaking um, blessings over the family, um, pushing out love, um, and doing that for your employees or your business. And that in itself, as you hear me say that, there's, there's no evil built into that. But again, as Christ followers, if we are going to be spending time praying or worshiping or in meditation with the Lord, um, we want to be meditating on scriptures, not on um, three points of gratitude. We want to be honestly praying for the blessings of our family and not just this blanket blessings that cover our life. Um, Let's see, uh, pushing out love and positive love to people. We hear that again through. Um, that's become a major, that's yes. a major, yes. that's like in a lot of, that's secular and and Christian, I guess. I would put them, if I put them both in the same spectrum, but a lot of energy, a lot of putting out the love to all the peeps out there that I might run into, which is good. I mean, I, I, I get the concept. Um but it, it, it's really not something that God really shares with us in the Bible. It's not scriptural that way. Not, not one bit. There's nothing about pushing out love. Now, you can love people through your words. You can love people through your actions. Right. You can pray for them right. if there is brokenness. You can rejoice if there is happiness in their life. But sending out love, that, that is not even... How does a, that work? That's not even a biblical is like, term. Like, is there like vibes that come out of your body and energy waves that come out of the house but and see, they reach people? These are the triggers. Our that... mind thinks of Susie and we, we're going to give some positive vibes to Susie this morning to make us feel good about our day, right? right. Is this how this is? Like, I'm going to really get myself going and feeling good. So I got Susie out there and my girl... And so I'm sending some positive vibes out her ways. And, you know, we it's might interesting use how that. It works. We might use that as slang, you know, mood of the day, vibe of the day. But that's this is different. This is legit. Like, you really believe that this is going to be part of your morning meditation. And we argue, based upon what the Bible says, that morning meditation is great if you are meditating on the Word, the Bible, and if you are spending time building your relationship with the Lord, not necessarily um, blessing a tribe of people that you can't see or blessing potential business to come your way. It, it is one thing to ask, and, and that is a whole nother conversation. But as, as you see, there's, these are the key words. These are the triggers that we really want you to start paying attention to mm. and really running a check mm -hmm. on what you're allowing into your mind. So you're saying, right, because we're talking to the Christians here. That Absolutely. So, we've heard the sending positive vibes, sending love. We would be praying for them. Yeah. The re the re the real yeah. The real Christian answer to that, biblically, is we're not sending that out. We are praying for people in our lives. We're praying for people. 
that may be a, an obstacle in our life, right? Absolutely. In a, in a positive way. But we're, we're putting prayers to God uh, on, this, on these people and letting the Holy Spirit do its work. And we're not relying on some magical energy force to do the work. No, absolutely not. Uh, the, this Holy Spirit is absolutely going to be the guide in your prayers. And um, there's such great scripture. I encourage you just um, use your concordance or just Google um, the Holy Spirit praying for you or praying, um, teaching you how to pray. Those are some great keywords that you can Google. And there is so much scripture that will let you know that the Holy Spirit can guide each of those words that you're going to say and and use you as a great instrument to pray for those around you. Um, but just sending out there is no sending out. Yeah. We bring it to the attention of the Lord, and that's mm. what we as Christians do. So mm. really, really, um, just really yeah, want to yeah, make sure that you're aware of that. Um, and and also, when you are coming to the Lord, you will find that these, these mega self-helpers, they are going to tell you that you have to bring your agenda as part of your uh, meditation now, the Bible does say, bring your plans to the Lord and he will direct your paths. That's mm-hmm. absolutely true. But again, it's it's knowing who you are speaking to. Why am I spending time with the Lord? And it's way different than just saying, I'm in control. These are my plans. And off we go. Right. Yeah. It's the it's the self-help, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help myself. I'm going to do this world myself. I'm going to get my routine and, and crush my Monday myself. I'm not going to try to do this with my God who created me and who I said yes to as a Christian. I'm going to try to do this on my own. Probably not a good idea. Um, not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Probably doesn't work out too good. No. Probably have a lot of self-help people you're listening to if you're that because there's just nothing's working, right? Probably. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So what else are these people telling us, Gary? What else? What else are these... Self-helpers, these um, do-it-on-your-own. Yeah, you like some more points, some more suggestions? Yeah. Okay, um, some other things that people say that you absolutely have to do is, um, we already talked about getting out of bed at a certain time. Um, we talked um, a little bit about your consumption yeah, of so water. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Okay, let's talk about it. Well, get out of bed. I, I, there's just so much of that. It's funny. Um it depends who you listen to and who you follow, but, you know, uh, you got the 4.30s, you got, you know. We're like 4.30 a.m. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. It's really early. <laughs> we got the 5.30, um, you know, you got this whole thing that if you're not up early, and, and, and I appreciate all that, um, but does that, does that really matter to God at the end of the day? Is it, I mean, to me, getting up matters on what you have to accomplish. What, what is your responsibility Correct. For yourself, with your relationship with God, right? Mm-hmm. Your routine. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to have some sort of routine. It may be a quick one or a long one. or um, You know where you got to be to work. You know if you're homeschooling when that starts. And you know what that looks like. And you have a good idea even if you don't have a plan. So you kind of know when you got to get up. Like, But we got this like zombie land world happening where people are setting their alarms so early. And they're... There, because if I don't do this, man, I'm never going to be successful. This is success. I got to have this discipline, right? I'm, I don't know. Well, I, I think that 
the biggest thing about being a Christ follower is that Christ came for freedom. He didn't come to bring bondage. He came to set us free from that. And when you start to look at some of these rules and regulations on how to be successful, immediately I start to feel like I don't have a whole lot of choice. Um, if somebody's telling me I have to get up at 5 a.m., but yet I chose to um, have a late night conversation with my husband or some of my big kids. Which we've had before. those, right? Many, right? Great ones. And so then you know I need to sleep in a little bit later. 4.30 doesn't work. 4.30 does not work. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe 6 is a little later than most, but it got it done. And we had a Correct. good night the night before and had good dialogue and even got our sleep and got our day done. I just right. I just think sometimes this is more of the... the it's, it's really just putting us in a place of bondage, and we don't ever want anybody who follows Christ to feel like they have to do X, Y, and Z, especially if the Bible doesn't say so. Again, these are self-help tips. These are not things that we advocate. Now, of course, we totally believe that your body is the temple of the Lord, and we do believe in taking care of your body. Um, drinking a large amount of water is always going to be beneficial, but of course, there's going to be some days that you remember to do it there are going to be other days that it just, you don't remember as much or you drink more coffee that day. It's again, Christ brought freedom so that you don't have to live in bondage or lockdown and you were not a bad person because you did not get your 80 ounces of water that day. So we're... so you mean Jesus still loves us? <laughs> Jesus still loves us if we didn't get up at 4.30 in the morning and drink all that water and all that? We... Jesus still loves us. That's good to know. And these are not bad habits to have. If you are a 430 person, Absolutely. we I'm are kidding. not making fun of you at all. No. We are saying that, that there needs to be flexibility. And for every stage of life, if you've got babies, you need to sleep whenever you can, whenever those babies are sleeping. You know, Absolutely. You don't, don't try to get up and, and be awake at 430 in the morning if you've got little tiny infants or toddlers. You sleep. Um, yep. Some of the other silly things that we heard and have done, uh, seen in our research is um, just jump up and down 50 times. Like, just get the blood flowing. Wow. Make yourself smile. Raise your hands in the air like you're raising the roof, old school. Um, it just, there's, again, nothing wrong with that. But if that is what is going to change your mood, our hope is in the Lord. And so we need to come back to we need to recite scripture, we need to have some prayer time, we need to um, focus on what God is going to take care of and release our stress to the Lord. And yes, changing what your body does physically, there is science to that. Go out, take um, a walk around the block, go run a mile. We know that. We've, we've all seen the science and all seen the studies for that. But the reality of it, as Christians, we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And so we can rely on Him and the Holy Spirit to have the mood be changed. And even though 50 times up and down might help, um, the Holy Spirit is, is who we go to. He is our comforter. So that's who we need to rely on. Yeah, and I think the Holy Spirit is much bigger than that. Yeah, for sure. Than uh, smiling and jumping 50 times to get your day going in a positive direction. Yeah. Um, Holy Spirit is there for us, and we have God. We have Scripture. We have Psalms. We have things that we can go to that should put a smile on our face. Yeah. The fact that we're even alive. The fact that our feet hit mm. the floor. Maybe our kids are healthy. 
and we're having a, one of those seasons that everybody's doing well. Yeah. Um, that's a, to me, a sure sign to be grateful and happy. And I got a job and there's money in the bank and all those different things that. And maybe there's not money in the bank and that's okay too. I mean, being thankful for where you are at that point, sure. whatever the list is, and you know what your list is. You literally can go, Lord, I am thankful for these things. Right. And even if you told them one hour ago and you need to do another, you know, another time of communication, another sweet prayer, tell him again. There's nothing wrong with that. We can change. He can definitely take care of your mood or your sadness or your happiness all at one, all in one hit. Um, some other stuff that we have other tips that we saw is to dance out your day, power of music, whatever vibe, again, that fun word vibe, whatever vibe you're feeling. If you're an eighties girl or nineties boy, maybe you're country, Maybe you want to get your worship on. Um, whatever you're feeling, music is therapy. Again, science will prove that music is therapy. We know that. That is done miraculous healing with so many broken situations in the human body. We are not discrediting that. Again, um, the quote after this big statement from this particular mega self-help uh, leader was, whatever it is for you, go find it. And we just, again, challenge this line of thinking. It is, we want to turn to the Lord. And we want to turn to Him. Music is great. Don't get us wrong. We love jamming our tunes. And we love we love what it brings. But we want the Lord to be in control of our thoughts and our emotions. And He has the power in order to dictate which way the day is going to go. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Um... I'm just walking through my list here. Uh, we've really covered some of the big things that stood out to us. Um, you've heard them all, you guys. Uh, you know, I picture the light coming through my head, and I pause in this moment for three minutes, and I take my series of four to five breaths, and I exhale. And um, pausing your body is not a bad thing, but it is, again, who are you honoring? Who are you having that relationship with in that moment? What are you meditating on? And we as Christians, we need to be meditating and building that relationship with the Lord. Yeah, we're, we're a, a, all these, and there's many more out there, but are all discrediting the Bible, the Bible verses, the, the promises, the scriptures. And it, but, but most of all, God's is not even, not even involved, no. not, even, not even a part of this jam, no. um, which is as Christians. Again, that's who we're talking to. If if you don't know Jesus and you're not following him and you don't know him, uh, we obviously encourage you to uh, research that and 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 see who Jesus is because we believe it's the greatest decision of your life. But yeah, if that's send not Yeah, us a message. We'd be happy to have a conversation about that. We would love to help you and walk you through having a personal relationship with Christ. It's one of the best decisions. It is the best decision you'll ever make. So absolutely, get in touch with us. We'll walk you through it. Absolutely. So, but if you're that and and you're not in that 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 situation, that that relationship isn't there. But if you are a Christian and you have said yes to Christ, we're just pointing out at the end of the day, just be very careful because if you're not reading the Bible and you've kind of walked away from some of these teachings and you don't really know what it says in there and what God's really saying through His words. People are saying some, some guiding you in ways as we're kind of describing that may might be helping you 
a little bit, helping your day, your weeks, your your seasons, but ultimately is not what God has for you and 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 in what God says in his words. And in fact, you know, you're probably sitting there, how do I achieve self-improvement or self-help from the Bible? Well, I'm going to just go out there and say there is no self-improvement or self-help as believers because we fall under the authority of God's love, law, and the teachings. We died to self when we said yes to Christ. We died to self. Jesus says in Luke, those who don't hate even themselves cannot be my disciples. We left the past. We left our sin we died to self. We are commanded to love our God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul. Old Testament says all your strength. And Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, it's all your strength. <laughs> but Jesus came in and said, this is one of the two greatest commandments. There was nothing about loving thyself. It's love your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. But I think and I really want you to listen to this because it feels like living in this time frame that we can be Christians and we should still be self-helping because it feels like that's an okay thing to do, especially with these teachers who are, who are saying, I love Jesus. And so really understanding that God is setting this up for us to cross that off the list. We don't have to do self-help. So listen to, listen, just listen to what he's got next. I just had to interrupt. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm so excited. Because the, the fact is that loving ourselves first and putting ourselves out first, and if it's about self-love ourselves, we hear a lot about that, right? Self-love. Putting ourselves first has been the consequence of our sin. That has created the sins in our life and continue to create the sins in our life. Christian or not, I mean, let's be really honest. It is associated with nearly all of the problems in our life is when we put ourself above others, above, right. above all other things, is when we get into a lot of trouble in life. Right. Okay? Big time. So to promote that is counterproductive. And Paul mentions this in 2 Timothy 1 through 5. Where he warns of terrible times, and he really is pointing to the church body. He's really pointing to us as believers, the church body, which is crazy. Um, and because I believe so many have abandoned the Bible. I really believe like this really resonates because so many of us have just, we don't read it. We don't know what's in it. How can we use it as our own self-improvement uh, 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 manual if we don't know what's in it? And so God's way... How, you know, how do we do God's way and be led? And, and, and so we're being led by false teachers, I believe, and we're being led by self-helpers out there. And we're just attracted to that because, again, it sounds good and we don't know any different. But he says, this is his words. He opens it with, people will be lovers of themselves. That's how he opens it. They'll be lovers of money, boastful, proud, disobedient, abusive, ungrateful, unholy, without love, lovers of pleasure. Without self-control, he goes on and on of all of these attributes, these negative attributes that are going to come um, as he uses at the end of times, which we're in the end of times, which is as we're preparing for 
Christ's second coming. But people will be lovers of themselves. Yeah, definitely. That's what Paul's saying. Biblical self-improvement and self-help are complete opposites. As believers, we are to we're in a constant battle of self. Let's we're in a constant battle of self versus desires of God. That's what we're dealing with all day, all day long. It's a major battleground, Satan's battleground. Mm. Satan wants us to put self first. He wants us to put ourselves before anybody else, and our desires, and our and our greeds, and our wants, and our needs. All that he wants us to do that. God can only change or transform us fully, and it is through the salvation process. The Bible says, therefore, any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Therefore, because we need a savior in our life to save us from our past life and bondage to sin, we also cannot help ourselves like so many are making money selling. You're selling, helping ourselves get successful and be better, live better lives. We couldn't help ourselves in the first place. That's why Jesus came. That's he right. didn't come just for us. He came for everybody. Mm-hmm. He came for all man, all people, because he knew we couldn't help ourselves. And we need a Savior. And you've heard everybody needs a Savior. And that's why he's come. And so for us, especially believers who have joined his family, and we knew we needed a Savior, we don't need other help. There's no other help out there. The Holy Spirit is one powerful gift. We get two of them, right? This is the great thing. We have two powerful tools and gifts that are to help us follow God's sovereignty, develop our character, to be holy and do good works, and prepare for eternity. That's the great thing. Number one tool we have is the Holy Spirit. Yay. Comes to live within us. When we have accepted Jesus into our lives, the book of John says he comes to teach us of all things, reminds us of what Jesus said and taught, and gives us peace. Now, we know in Scripture he gives, the Holy Spirit does much more than that. But those are three things that he's come to give us. The Bible is the second tool that we have, which is God's gift to us, and it is his words. And I mentioned Timothy 3 already about how scripture is God-breathed, and it is helpful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, so that man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So again, self-help is off the table. It's off the table. Period. It's off the table. That's the great thing. And the great thing about the Bible is Jesus said in the prayer in in John 17 when he was praying to God he was going to go to the cross the next day. He was praying for his future believers and he said, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. The Bible's truth. That's right. No one's book or vlog is truth that you're listening to. It's their opinion. We have the truth from God who created us. What other books do we need to help us be successful? None. We don't. We have two tools to use. It's the greatest thing ever. And whether you got old school, a big old thick book, which is gorgeous and you can put notes in it, or if you are a smartphone user, you use that too. We have access to the Bible anytime, anyplace in this country right now. 
It's such a blessing. This concept of self-love or self-help does not work in the Christian faith as we just, we just ended here. That's and we're right. going to end here. It gives us false hope that is drawn from someone's opinion or as the Bible would say, the man's point of view. I'm not saying these people don't have a good, you know, good points, great advice, or great concepts that can help. I look at some people in this world and I take some of their advice in sales and business and different things like that. But God promises us a life of increase, success and prosperity throughout the Bible by following his commands, walking in his ways. And as he says, meditating on the Bible, not meditating on the river sound, meditating on the Bible day and night to remember to do everything it says in it and to be strong and courageous don't be terrified and discouraged. He promises prosperity and success in our lives when we do that. We as believers have been given two critical life development tools. Again, Holy Spirit, huge, and the Word of God, God's Word, the Bible. If we tap into these sources, we will not need to be led by worldly self-helpers or even be concerned with false teachers. Our God is our strength. He is our power. He is our peace he is our purpose, and he's our helper. Nothing and no one else is. So good. It's the end of the day. It's so exciting. So if you are dabbling in some of that stuff, you may want to think a little bit more of what we talked about tonight. We hope that this kind of opened your eyes a little bit, um, brought some awareness out there, and we just really, really, Carrie and I really just want to point you to putting God first, nothing else, nobody else. Nobody God else. first. Your feet hit the ground in the morning. God first. God first. However you can do that, figure it out. Two minutes, five minutes doesn't matter. God first. Get God first in your life. Get God first in your day. But man, Holy Spirit tapping into you. It's working. He's in you. He's living in you. In the Bible, find time to read that. Mm-hmm. Get into the life manual. It's got amazing things to share with you with stories and examples and you name it. There's not a self-help book or a person that can tell you anything that that hasn't already said and it has already promised you. So please divulge your time into those things. And we hope you enjoyed it tonight. We Hi. both have battled colds. Yeah. I thought we did just fine. <laughs> um, we hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. And uh, it was Super Bowl Sunday, so that was really cool. We enjoyed that as well. Um, But we appreciate everybody for joining us, and uh, you have a great week. Have a good one. Thanks for being here. Good night.